Hello, my lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the Unpasteroids and Unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. I love to gossip after a long day of taking care of things down here on my Florida farm. But first up, it's great to be here with you again. Thanks so much for your lovely comments and messages. It's time for a good old Natter. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I might have a little bit of odd news though. But you don't want me repeating everything you've already seen and heard. I'm here to give you a break from it all. A good laugh. Even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember, you can listen to all my shows again. Yep, they're all safe for you at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. Everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show. And you can't miss this. Here on the farm, life goes on, and Elsie's Panama Canal diet is being watched over by one of my latest ideas. Yep, I put a game camera opposite the fridge and microwave to just see how much the wife really eats. As you know, most folks buy them for watching deer, but round deer, well, it's the standard two medicine farm. Oh dear, yep. That little SD memory card was used up in a single 24-hour period. Yep, and the batteries went flat too. <laughs> Outside, you know, they last for weeks at a time. But with Elsie's continuous trips, you know, between our favourite objects, there are more hideous images than you would ever get out in the woods. <laughs> up and down to the fridge and microwave is Elsie's only exercise right now. Even her little rat dog, me namesake Ned, it's getting fat and more wheezier than usual, if there is such a thing. He never gets walkies anymore. Oh dear, no, he waddles around like a wet and fat duck. <laughs> or maybe even close to a four-legged furry football or bloated peach here in the south. Elsie's hmm. even bought him a litter tray so he didn't have to struggle outdoors with his little legs. Yep, and that's even smaller and his new, super-sized doggy bowl. Mm. <laughs> of course, when it comes to me old bum, Nan, well, a game camera is a waste of time, in it? You know, for starters, she doesn't eat as much as the wife. Well, come to think of it, nobody can, but, uh, you know, Nan doesn't move around much anyway, you know. Uh, she just keeps her booze hidden everywhere and within easy reach. A bottle or two in the sofa... One tucked on the bookshelf behind me, a history of prohibition and alcohol books, you know, so she knows where it is. How appropriate. Couple under her bed, one under the pillow, you know, the flat kind of half bowl. Then there's two in the bathroom cabinet, four in the kitchen, and a crate on the porch for her evenings out. Hmm, well, outside that is. <laughs> her continual smoke puts the mosquitoes off track, and the cigarette packs aren't hidden. Oh no, they're just about everywhere. She doesn't even try and find one, you know, night or day. Her lungs must have more tar than air in them anyway, I know that. <laughs> On the other hand, one of her favourite subject food, of course, Elsie's offering up her private recipes and ideas for cooking. Yep, she thinks everyone's like her, just thinking about food. Her offerings, you know, mostly burnt, represent a cookbook from the swamp. Oh dear. I cook my own food and leave her to a cosy relationship with a microwave. <laughs> Here's the next of her so-called recipes here. Elsie's cooking cock-ups. <laughs> so, 
warm up your microwave and stand well clear in the cooking process. Yep, usually I stay in the band behind a concrete wall. The recommended distance is at least 50 feet away. Further the better. So here it is, Elsie's Royce Surprise. You know, before I go on, I should mention a few words behind the word surprise. Mm. Well, in Elsie's recipes, the only surprise is that she dares to put it all in the oven. Mm. <laughs> See, that's the beauty of the microwave. You know, the doors locked firmly shut in the entire cooking process. The downside, she goes through about 10 ovens a year. You yeah, know, averaging one every six weeks, I suppose. But there are always exceptions. Oh, yep, the shortest lifespan was only 10 minutes when she put a foil-wrapped stainless steel dish inside. <laughs> well, you've heard of Old Sparky, haven't you? Well, this is her personal version of a faulty electric chair. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting away from the rice surprise recipe, aren't I? Here, well, so right then, let this time, you know, she's written it all down here on the back of a torn envelope, you know. Looks like it was once, uh, you know, it contained a credit card statement. Yep, wait to think. I, I mean, I never get to see it. Oh dear, well, a month of groceries for her, you know. If they stapled the pages together, that'd be enough for a food magazine. <laughs> anyway, it's a scroll, all right. You know, a mix of black ink, ketchup stains and something else. Could be cooking oil, mustard or even worse, but... Uh, you know, with that amount of seasoning, I'm surprised she didn't even try eating that envelope first. Anyway, I need to remind you, Elsie's stuck with a microwave and no conventional oven or essential kitchen gadgets. And that severely limits some of her ideas. Well, they're pretty limited to begin with, but so when it comes to a recipe like this, she has to steal or borrow to get the right results. This time, she borrowed me electric hammer drill. <laughs> To mix up all the ingredients. So let's have a look at this then. Put eight cups of pre-cooked white rice into a very large microwave dish. Elsie says really deep and wide dog bowls that work just great. <laughs> as long as they're plastic or rubber that is. <laughs> oh dear well I suppose she learnt something from the metallic experience before. <laughs> anyway then add the all important extras. You know the surprise part that is. Mm. Okay then, I'll try and do this in one go. Uh, take a deep breath, eh? Two cans of baked beans, spaghetti, tomato sauce, pineapple chunks, raisins, grated cheese, yogurt, cookie dough, garlic powder, onion powder, chili powder. No, we need to take a breath. Cloves, barbecue flavor, potato crisps, or chips, uh, peanuts, almonds, pecans, Dill pickles, pickled onions, pickled cabbage, and vinegar, salt, pepper, olives, sugar, and maple syrup. Ooh. Then mix it all together. She fits a whisk onto me fast electric hammer drill. Yep. See, Elsa's looking for really thick consistency. I, I guess it reminds her of me. <laughs> anyway, you cook it all up in the microwave for 30 minutes. Once it's ready, Take it out of the oven. A crowbar or shovel is always handy. <laughs> and then add a cup of candied orange peel and sprinkles. Elsie prefers the rainbow coloured kind. <laughs> At that point, she said it's all ready to eat. <coughs> uh.
Oh, well, there you go, there it is. <laughs> By the way, as I've mentioned before, the Ned Nat Show will not be held responsible for the results. No Elsie's cooking is undertaken at your own risk. Not only needs a strong stomach, it needs an even stronger oven. And if possible, you know, a standalone concrete bomb-proof building. <laughs> Staying on the family front when she's not complaining about what Elsie tries to feed her, your 95-year-old mother old Nan's still obsessed with her online gaming plans. She's got stakes in just about every horse race on the planet every day using her online betting plan. Hmm. But now she's been asking me for my advanced thoughts on the Belmont Stakes. Yep, she's rubbing her wrinkly old hands together, dreaming of another big win. <laughs> oh, I've started putting a few hope walls in front of me lucky pig Bill, you know, to see which one he prefers. Oh dear, he sniffs them out like tasty little truffles he does, yep. <laughs> he's picked the winners for the Kentucky and the Preakness, you know. Now he's got the hope falls for Belmont. Well, all should go well in the future, too. That's if the poor old mucker stays away from the next belt of lightning. (laughs) He survived three strikes already. And luck doesn't last forever. (laughs) What's worse is ding-dang me fireman's always rubbing his hands together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yup, he's a big bacon fan. So I always keep old Bill... And a special little straw-filled pen close to home. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednat.com. By the way, still on the subject of the miserable old crow. Old I've got that little feature on my show here. Nan remembers. Yeah, oh dear, drunk or sober, this time old Nan's memories about when she didn't need alcohol to get through the day. <laughs> Trouble is, the alcohol affects her memory, and she doesn't remember when she didn't drink. Hmm. There is a bit of family folklore connected with that, though. Yep, I heard she took her first sip of scrumpy. Yep, that's a potent kind of apple cider, you know, alcoholic, made right on her father's farm in Dorset. Well, on her fifth birthday, that was, you know. Mm. And never looked back, did she? No, yep, 90 years of drinking. Oh, dear. First drink at five, first cigarette at eight. Mm. She's been a proverbial chimney ever since. (laughs) The amazing thing, well, for her anyway, she's still alive and kicking. Mm. But I'm sure I've mentioned before how she likes to kick things. Ouch! Maybe next time, old Nan will remember something useful, like the fact she owes me money. Hmm. <laughs> funny how her memory is always fuzzy when it comes to things like that, eh? <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Show. When I'm not here, you can find me in my shows at nednatter.com. Quinton, me amateur artist, camper, tenant's book on painting nudes. Or was it in the nude? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, it's not exactly flying off the shelves. Oh dear. So he's working on me farm still. But it's too stressful for him, yeah. To, and to balance it out, he was painting too, you know, mostly his partner, Craglet, with the cabbages in oil on canvas. Well, the cabbages are happy, but Quinton is extremely depressed. Yep, after me, dubious agent 50% offered him a New York gallery deal show, and decided to take his normal fee. Yep, 
50%. Oh dear, added to that, the gallery was taking 70%. So, old Quinton was about to lose 20% on every sale. Yeah, it was blatant exploitation of a starving artist, alright. So, old Quinton stopped painting suddenly, and now he's writing poetry instead. His little collection, so far of 10 poems, is titled Cabbage Life. And poor old Marcus got a kind of blinkered outlook right now. Mm. Anyway, I've left, let him hang his paintings up in a barn for now, you know, to kind of compensate, yep. It's hardly Fifth Avenue, is it? But it's a start, yeah. Added to that, the ends are very keen on checking them out. And you see, it's that uh, oily, fishy smell you know, from the oil paints, yep. Anyway, he's definitely got a high gallery attendance rate round here, feathers or not. <laughs> well, while I've brushed the book subject here, yeah, yeah, that twangy old music means it's time once again for me book reviews. Yeah, I got my hands on a few and I'm featuring them right here. Just remember though, we haven't got a star system, no mine's nice and simple. Yeah, you don't need to say it, just like me, eh? <laughs> simple. Anyway, if a book's shite, it goes on me compost heap. Sometimes if it's really bad, I've had to burn it. <laughs> in the middle of the road, books, you know, they go in me giveaway charity books, you know, and uh, the good or reasonable ones, you know, I try and put them on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. All right then, now... Okay, my first book is called Composting at Home by A Stench. Um, yep, I got mailed this book for review by someone who obviously wants to remain anonymous. Well, A Stench is big on compost, and so's her book. <laughs> I mean, she's insisting you compost everything, and that's not easy. Round here, we don't get as much compost as you'd expect. What with a wife insisting on ready meals, it's mostly trash. Still, this book gets to the point where it's a total obsession. You know, putting every single compostable item on the heap. For me, that's a long walk. But this author keeps us right next to the house. Mm, oh dear. Surely you don't want a stench close to your house, do you? Well, or even writing a book, come to think of it. Oh dear. You know, that's what I'm going to do with this book, yep. Yep, I haven't lit a fire this week, so in keeping with the author's idea, I'm putting it in my compost heap. <laughs> with the spud peelings and apple cores. <laughs> my second book, this time around, arrived in plain wrapping and came as the biggest surprise of the year so far. <laughs> no, before you ask, it is not one of our Elsie's surprises. Oh no, it's... Hmm, could be worse, yeah, it's called... Swinging in the Sweet Sixteen by Fred Fumble. Yeah. Oh well, it's a book about me neighbour old Fred's discoveries in the 16 southern swinging states. It's published by one of them you know, so-called lifestyle publishing companies. Yeah, Old Fred's added all kinds of data which is invaluable to first-time and full-time swingers. And to appease me political commentating neighbour old Rush, he's even added the percentage of Democrats and GOP swingers in each club. <laughs> well, Rush did contribute financially to the research, didn't he? Yep, yep. Sending Fred on a on a wild goose chase. Fred also lists things like whether a club has running water. Apparently it's not always the case. <laughs> yep. 
Then he rattles on about clubs with free food and the ones that don't charge single men exorbitant fees to get in the door. Oily appropriate in old Fred's case, of course, he's always single. <laughs> Unless, of course, he's with old Lonnie, his blind housemate, you know, uh, then he qualifies for um, several special discounts, I believe, yeah. More so because old Lonnie can't see just how squalid these dumps really are. <laughs> or he don't know what to do with this one, you know. But uh, try not to return to the gambling. It's definitely horses for courses. And I'm never going to visit one of Fred's suggestions. So to be fair, it's going in my charity box. Yeah, Nan's bad enough as a 95-year-old gambler. An aged swinging crow would be a lot worse. Well, me lovelies, that's all on my book review feature this time. This is Ned Nat here with The Ned Nat Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednat.com. I've got a few regular features on my show now. I hope you enjoy them. First up is my cliche of the day and my interpretation of it. How about calm before the storm, eh? Trouble is, in Florida, my cliche marks the start of the hurricane season. Oh dear. <laughs> also, I've got me anomalies from around the world feature for you. Yep. So this time, me anomaly comes all the way from Iceland and it's called... Hull Kirk, I believe. <laughs> yep, me pronunciation might be a bit off, but I really don't think you'll ever want to ask for it anyway, you know. Well, first up, I hope you're you're not eating right now. This uh, might interfere with your digestion, all right? Yeah, why? Well, this is a little local speciality that goes right back to the Vikings, yep. Oh, yeah, decomposed shark. That is disgusting. It's supposed to smell of urine and tastes like pungent cheese. <coughs> it has something to do with the fact that the old Greenland shark is a bit poisonous to humans, so they bury it for several weeks until the toxins check out. Then, after digging it up, they dry what's left in a big old shed for a few months. You know, until it really rots, I suppose. Yeah, putrid is an understatement. Oh dear. <coughs> Going back to, well, let's just say hideous things, you know. Ding dang, oh dear. Mm, we're not going to escape me fireman's quote of the week either. Oh dear. Yeah, he's, um, wants to be on, his, on the show with his little spot. Yep, yep. Does sound nasty, doesn't it? <laughs> you don't want to hear him or see this week's spot. Or even spots, I might add. So, I'm going to relay it to you. Yep. On his behalf, right? Ding dang's southern quote this time around. It's hilla beans. Yep. All I can say is it's ding dang's general net worth. You know. <laughs> oh dear. On the other hand, the wife Elsie is very fond of beans. Yeah. The results of eating, though, is what makes me life a misery. <laughs> she ends up competing with me ends most days. Oh, nasty. <laughs> This is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednat.com. Thinking of annoying people, and although we've managed to block my brother Buck Nat's phone number, I'm getting emails from him. Yep, 
I call him Spam. Oh dear. This time he's letting me know how Nigel Ponce, you remember me arrogant British landed gentry caller, has resorted to calling him instead of me. That's great. <laughs> and he's begging him to go back to old England to run his farming operation. Of course, Buck gets tempted, all right, yeah, you know, the Pennsylvania chicken farm causes him too many nightmares. But there's a reason for that. Yeah, Buck spends more of his time with horses than ends. You know, the kind that old Nan likes to speculate on too, yeah. <laughs> so, as the farm slips into disarray, young Buck is betting on the GGs, as he calls them. You know, come to think of it, arrogant old Ponce and the idiot brother make a perfect combination. <laughs> It'd be like a bad reality show, you know, how we screwed up the farm. Mm. Oh yeah, I can see it now, you know, Ponce driving around in his Bentley, barking arrogant, irresponsible, impossible orders at Buck, who's thinking about gambling away the farm at 51. <laughs> oh dear, reality TV sounds more like a disaster movie. Not set to music though. Oh no, to the stink of half a million hens. Yes, how many's got there? <laughs> Me long lost relative Cromwell, felony natter, no skip that to you, is still trying to call and offer me great deals from his new base in Nigeria. You know, I think he's forgotten that cheap oil is only cheap when it's in Africa. You know, he doesn't realise the cost of transport and refining it. Added to that, He's already a one-man version of a Nigerian scam. <laughs> and so now, he's living there. <laughs> this is Ned Natter with the Ned Natter Show. When I'm not here, you can find me in my shows at nednatter.com. On the subject of nightmares, just like my extended family, I'm still having these really weird dreams. My most recent nightmare was about Rush, my part-time incontinent political commentating neighbour, going out at night, Grave robbing, yep, in the hope of dusting off a few uncounted votes. <laughs> but after heading over to Rush's Stonewall Jackson farm, I realised it wasn't a nightmare at all. It was closer to a bleeding premonition. Of course, Rush has always got something to say, and he's more confident with that portiquati in the front yard, wasn't he? But oh dear, the local county code enforcement's been over and forced him to move it on. Yep, see, they're supposed to be for a short-term use. But Rush's one had even got vines growing up it now. So they decided it looked permanent and without a permit. Oh, well, I guess Rush will be rushing off sooner again this time. <laughs> anyway, the poor old muck is still paying attention to his more straightforward political agenda and went straight into the latest far-fetched second-hand news from Reuters Centre. His people, as he calls them, have decided to stay on track with number 24. Yep, the year that is. They reckon they've solved the forgotten senior home voter problem with their bus and IHOP lunch plan. And they got votes from the hospital patients too, with cooperative Republican paramedics. Mm. Rush reckons nobody has thought of these hidden votes until now. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> Rush's people are now conscripting attorneys to put votes in people's last will and testament and make sure it's all clear if they end up incapacitated or dead more like on voting day <laughs> i think his folks are really scraping the bottom of the barrel with their plans this time but rush is insistent on the plot potential for more votes as he says 
it's not unheard of for folks to vote in a deceased candidate. You know, I've heard of that. But, you know, so he says, well, what the hell's wrong with posthumous voters? <laughs> Everyone counts towards winning at the end of the day. You know, I'm listening, but not commenting this time around. Oh, well. And before he rushed off behind the poor old granddaddy oak, I was treated to Rush's latest little feature, a Tennessee teaser. His own homegrown style of humour. Yep, this time it's topical. Yep. We've been having some very dry weather, you know, super hot weather it's been, you know, and uh, Rush has actually dodged politics for a change to say it's so dry out there the trees are begging the dogs for rain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that good old oak is happy to see the back of Rush's porter potty after all. You know, I once thought Rush was killing the poor thing. (laughs) Old Lonnie and nudist Fred's Democrat-lined housemate found true love at a local Florida swing club. You remember? Yep. He's been there every night again this week. Old Lonnie's still only in love with one thing, though. Yep. Free food. And the top of the menu this week is possum and yam pot roast. (laughs) Sounds like something Lonnie would taste. That's an oh dear for me, though. But for Rush, he's a perfectly distracted Democrat. Yep, nevertheless, Rush is still protecting the country against Lonnie's lax ideas on immigration with his GoFundMe page to buy extra barbed wire for the entire length of the US-Mexico border. <laughs> this week, he's had a windfall. Yeah, the total's up to $2,000. Yep, a mere... 104 after three weeks of trying, now he's up to 2,000, so Rush only needs another 310,000 <laughs> bucks for the first strand. Oh. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show, and when I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednat.com. My lovely vegan neighbour, young Alice Jones. Yep, Miss Jones to you. <laughs> yes, I know it sounds like a 70s Philly soul song. Only she's free and single, yeah. Well, she invited me over to a farm for fair trade coffee and vegan cake again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's naturally suffering from mercury in retrograde again. Oh, dear, poor soul. It's all doom and gloom, but not for me. Oh, no. See, to stop me nightmares and cheer up too, I'm sleeping in a zen room all week. Yeah. See, the two days last week hadn't worked, you know, with that nasty dream about Rush, the grave robber. (laughs) Alice reckons I might help myself, though, by staying away from folks like Rush to begin with. She's probably right, but I think he's still good for a laugh, and he's way out political solutions, eh, don't you? (laughs) Oh dear, well, added to that, though, Elsie the wife is so consumed by a new diet, she hasn't noticed me absence. We've had separate beds for years, but, you know, believe me... Separate rooms is far better. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Well, my lovelies, I'm always getting nice messages, questions and odd news and items from you, my listeners, and I feature them here in my shows. They're still pouring in, and I pick a few that catch me eye each time. And if I don't feature yours, remember, there's only one of me. This time I've decided to feature a couple of me international listeners. Yep, I got all here on the Ned Nat Show. 
Right then, the first item comes from Toshiko in Tokyo. Mm. And she's wondering about this news of how Japanese scientists are turning cabbages and other food into building products that are at least as strong as concrete. <laughs> well, sounds like Elsie's cooking all over again. Anyway, they reckon they've had great results. Of course, these building materials might work well in their Tokyo lab, but here in Florida, oh dear, we've got about a hundred different insect species knocking around. Yep, all getting ready to say, this new concrete tastes far better than Toyota. <laughs> My second item comes from Paula in Paris. Yep, France, this time not Texas, eh? And she's brought this really weird thing to my attention. Yep. It's to do with the environmental impact of social media. Oh. Yep, all the climate change and environmental folks, you know, are all over Instagram like a cheap soup. <laughs> um, well, Paulette reckons the average Instagrammer in France spends nearly half an hour a day scrolling around, and that uses the same amount of energy as a car travelling 166 metres. Well, over 500 feet, that is. Yeah. Probably one of those little French cars, you know, hardly a big V8 or even a straightforward tractor. Anyway, that doesn't sound like too much, does it? But if you start to think about it and get the point that Instagram has 500 million users, and if they're all playing the same game, it's the equivalent carbon usage of driving that same little car over 2,000 times around the Earth every day. Yep, that's 83 million kilometres, or 51 million miles, Ooh, oh well. That's got to be the highest mileage and fastest car on earth, hasn't it? <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show, and when I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednat.com. Me dubious con-man agent 50% has lined me up the new ad this week. It's rather off-topic and pretty much aimed at folks desperate to find any kind of employment fast. So, my lovelies, here goes. Peter, Paul and Petra's Pest Protection is looking for enthusiastic, hard-working entrepreneurs to help build their already fast-growing pest control business. Yep. We're keen to find freelance roach runners. Yep, make big money dropping off our guaranteed to hatch roach egg boxes in your neighborhood today. Then simply follow up in seven days with our simple sign up forms for annual pest eradication and we'll pay you a surefire 30% commission. That's right, 30% of every first month sign up. So visit us today at freepersistentpest.org and start your new fantastic career as a professional roach runner. Even make money while you're walking your dog. Just drop off that little box and run. It's that easy. <laughs> oh, and I thought I'd heard it all from 50%. Oh dear. We get a roach run around here, the wife will probably shoot him. <laughs> you know, say they look like rats. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show. And whichever way you dice it, the Ned Nat Show is unpasteurized and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies, and on that note, I better go. So until next time, remember, farmers are getting older, some more than others. Yep. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an handy. 
joint matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays wouldn't be so much fun, eh? <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at netmatter.com. Yep, they're all safe for you as podcasts too, along with them social media links. Come by and say hi. It'll be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show again. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. No, the grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, lovelies. <laughs>